What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we're going to talk about why it's important that you make a choice versus making no choice. Because in the world of health and fitness, there are so many options for us to choose from. And as such, we think that there is a perfect option. We think that there is a better option. And because we have vegan diets and vegetarian diets and keto diets and carnivore diets and gluten-free diets and all of these options available, we have, like, we want to believe that there is something, like, just one, like, there's one, there has to be one that is the best. There has to be one that is the one that's going to be perfect, right? And so we go through the options, we weigh our options, and then we weigh them some more, and then we weigh them a little more, and maybe eventually we make a choice, but then we don't buy into the choice. And when we don't buy into the choice, we don't go all in, and therefore we don't give it our all, and we end up quitting anyway. Or we don't make a choice at all. We just, we just think too much about it. We ponder. We contemplate. Sometimes we talk to other people. We do more research. Research. <laughs> We ponder, we contemplate, and then we just end up not making a choice. So you know this as paralysis by analysis, which is simply like you become unable to make a choice because you're analyzing too much, because you're thinking too much, because you have either too many options or you think that there's more information out there that you just haven't found yet. So you just keep digging and you just keep looking and you just keep trying to find that one piece of information that's going to tell you that this is the thing that you need to do. And this is what's going to get you to where you're trying to go. And this is the magical diet program, exercise, or whatever. So that is paralysis by analysis. We are paralyzed by our overthinking. We're paralyzed by our wishing that there is something different. We're paralyzed by trying to find the secret to the thing that we're trying to do. This is a very dangerous situation, by the way, because what many of us don't see happening underneath of all of that is the identity that we're developing along the way. Anytime you make a choice or don't make a choice, which is a choice, by the way, anytime you do that, you are ingraining an identity. You are developing yourself. You are becoming a person. And so... When you partake in paralysis by analysis, you're becoming the kind of person who can't make a choice. You're becoming the kind of person who procrastinates. You're becoming the kind of person who puts off. You're becoming the kind of person who can't decide. That eventually then turns into, depending on what you're making a choice about, but in this context, we're talking about health and fitness. So eventually, that turns into you become the kind of person who just isn't supposed to be healthy, who isn't supposed to be fit, who isn't supposed to exercise, who isn't supposed to eat well, who isn't supposed to sleep right, who isn't supposed to have good energy. So you basically convince yourself that you are this person over here, this unhealthy person, and I just can't do anything about it, and that's just who I am, by thinking too much, by simply thinking too much about what's going on by thinking too much about the options that you have, by thinking and searching too much about what's available. Which is like, we have so many options 
and we have so much at our fingertips that like literally every single person walking the planet, maybe not every single one, but 95% of them should be walking around with six packs, boulder shoulders, and like biceps bulging. Like that, that should be the case, but it's not the case because it's all there. Like in, most of it's free. You can find most of the information that you want to get you literally a six pack, like shredded shoulders. Not that I'll, you know, I'm just making references. Not that everyone here wants shredded shoulders, but like to get what you want, you can find it all for free. So why then do we have trouble like making a choice? Well, we have trouble making a choice for a number of reasons. Number one, we have too many damn choices. Research regularly shows when we have more than like three choices, we have a harder time making a choice. And then when we do make a choice, we are unsatisfied with the choice. Two choices, we feel pigeonholed. With more than three, we, again, it, it feels like too much. And so if we choose one, we're like, well, what about that other one? Or what about this one? Or what about that one? Three is a good number because it gives you three, it's, it's good quality options. Like I said, you, you don't want to have too little, little, but you don't want to have too many. And right now we have way too many choices. We have lots of choices. I mean, they're just, they're literally infinite with the amount of choices that we have to achieve almost any goal that you want. Like, Yes, there are nuances to everything. Of course, if you're trying to run a better marathon, the only thing that you want to do is not like, like deadlifting isn't the only thing you want to do. You got to be able to run. But like you can, you, you can pick almost any of the ideas that you find and implement them and move toward the goal that you're trying to achieve. Almost any. So first is we have too many choices. We just have too many things available to us and because of that, we aren't satisfied with the choice that we make, or we just make no choice at all. Another reason is that we think that there's something else out there that's better. We think there's something else out there that's faster. We think there's something else out there that is more perfect. We think there's something else out there that is just, it, it's going to be easier, whatever. Like, we think that there's something. This goes back to, like... I mean, this has, this is human nature, of course, like part of human nature is trying to find the easiest path. Our bodies naturally want to conserve energy. And so we try to find the easiest path. And when it comes to life and when it comes to health, the easiest path is just not available. History shows us over and over again. Like if you look at the things that work over thousands of years, thousands of years, those are the things that are going to work today, and those are the things that are going to work a thousand years from now. So when it comes to those things, there have always been things that have been sold that are easier, faster, quicker. Always. There will always be things that are sold that are easier, faster, quicker. They'll always be there. They'll just look differently and walk differently and smell differently. But the things that stick, the things that people say that are like, this is, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. Like, those are the things that work over thousands of years. They've worked for thousands of years. They will work for uh, a thousand years moving forward. And since we have this urge to want something, there's got to be something faster. There's got to be something quicker. There's got to be something better. 
since we want that urge, we fulfill that by continuing to search and continuing to ponder and continuing to think and continuing to want. And that's what we do. And that's where we are. And that's what keeps us exactly in the same spot that we are today, where we were yesterday, where we were the day after that, and where we'll probably be tomorrow because we still haven't made a choice. So paralysis by analysis is extremely detrimental. It's not useful. It's not like once you have enough information, you can make a choice. And the simple truth of the matter is that making any choice is better than making no choice. And that goes back to what we talked about with identity. Whenever you're not making choices, you're becoming the kind of person who doesn't make a choice. You're becoming the kind of person who procrastinates. You're becoming the kind of person who puts things off, which eventually turns into, I am the kind of person who can't be healthy. I am the kind of person who doesn't like exercise. I am the kind of person who doesn't like to eat healthy food. Can you see that transition and can you see how detrimental that is and how that ingrained belief will keep you exactly where you are and not get you into action? Because once you become the kind of person, it, it, it's really hard to start to overcome that. It's really hard. It's really challenging. It takes effort. It takes purposeful moment-to-moment -moment actions and moment-to-moment -moment decisions. And so we, we ingrain it almost unconsciously, but then we believe it. And unless you make the unconscious conscious, I feel like I say this in almost every episode, by the way. John is probably sick of hearing that saying. Unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you will call it fate. So that's the point. To start to realize that this is happening, to start to recognize that your ability to not make a decision or just not choose or choose something but not buy in is what's keeping you from moving forward. It is like buy-in is one of the most important things that we can like we're scared to buy in to a choice because we think well if it doesn't work out like if I buy in and it doesn't work out then you know I was wrong or I'm dumb or I failed or they're all gonna laugh at me or whatever like whatever we want to think to protect ourselves and so we go maybe three quarters of the way in or halfway in or whatever that is and that is, it's not enough to actually get us progress. When you make a choice, you have to buy into the choice. You have to buy in. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do it forever, but you have to do it for some amount of time. And you have to do it intensely with focus only on that thing for an amount of time. So you have to buy into the choice. You have to choose, and then you have to buy in to the choice. So before I get ahead of myself, 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 um, let's talk about how to overcome paralysis by analysis. I've already alluded to some of this. But before we get into the like nuts and bolts of it, let's talk about maximizers and satisficers. So psychologists tell us that there are two kinds of decision makers. There are maximizers and there are satisficers. Maximizers are people who want to maximize the decision. They want to do research. They want lots of choices. They want to keep looking. 
They want to know every feature. They want to make sure that the thing is perfect, that it's the right color, that it's the right shade, that it's the right sparkle, that it's the right shape, that it's the right smell, that it's the right texture, that it's the right whatever, like whatever other options that you have available. They want to make sure that it fits every single nook and cranny of what they believe their, their perfect choice is going to be. That's a maximizer. Satisficers, on the other hand, they have a set of criteria that they think that their thing should follow. Soon type, by the way. They have a set of criteria. Maybe it's a handful of criteria. And then they look at a couple of choices. And then they pick one. As long as their thing meets that set of criteria, they, they just pick. Like, that's the thing that they pick. That's the choice that they make. Now, I already alluded to this in the beginning of the episode. Maximizers are far less unhappy with their choices on average than satisficers are. Because maximizers generally look at more options, are generally more picky about what they're looking for, and are generally more likely to then regret their decision once they've made a choice because they want to assume that one of the other choices was going to be a better choice. Because once they have the thing, then they start to figure out all of the things that are wrong with it. They go, well, it's got all these great things, but it also has this, which I don't like, and it does this, which I don't like, and it does that, which, which I'm certainly not happy with. Which, when it comes down to it, any of the choices would have fulfilled the same, like would have had the same issues. Not those exact same issues, but like for the maximizer, it doesn't matter which choice they would have made. They would have found something wrong with it because they're shooting from the hip with a perfectionist mindset. And when you go from a perfectionist mindset, you're going to find like anything that's wrong, you're going to find. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how perfect the thing was to begin with. You will find some sort of issue with your choice if you are coming at it from a maximizer's mindset. On the other hand, satisficers are perfectly content most of the time with their choices because they only had a small set of criteria that their choice had to um, fit. They, they weren't even concerned. They weren't, they're not concerned about anything that they left out on because they also didn't have 50 choices to choose from. They didn't keep searching. They didn't keep looking. They didn't keep going. They picked a couple things, pondered for a bit, and then made a choice. And so they, on average, are much happier with their choices because they're not worried about the perfection of it. They're worried about it just fitting a set of criteria. It needs to be able to do these things, and that's all it needs to be able to do. And if it fits that, then it's good. It'll work. I'll, I'll make it work. Which comes down to the crux of the issue, and that is personal responsibility. With choices, it is rarely the thing that is the problem. It is usually the person that is the problem. Because we don't buy into the choice, and we find everything wrong with the external circumstance, so we don't have to take responsibility for the downfall. I know that's hard to hear, and I don't do, like, I'm not pointing my finger at you. You have to understand, like, I am a human being. I am much more imperfect than you are. I am certain of that. 
This is me talking out loud to myself at the same time. Until you realize that the choice that you made didn't work because you didn't put the effort in, the next choice is going to be the same thing. The next choice, the same thing is going to happen. The next idea, the next program, the next diet, the next whatever, the same exact thing will happen. Until you decide to buy in, you're going to be the kind of person who can't be healthy and fit. I don't say that as a person who believes that. I believe any human being on this planet can be healthy and fit. I know that to be a fact, actually, which is pretty arrogant, but eh, I'll be arrogant about that one. So how do we start to then break down this paralysis by analysis? How do we start to actually move toward more of a satisficer and less of a maximizer? Because satisficers were happy with their choices. They bought into them and they did them. Like, they, isn't that what we want? Don't we want to be happy with our choices? Don't we want to actually get the most that we can out of the things that we choose? Yeah, I think so. So how do we start to do that? First, you have to define your outcome. You have to decide what you're after. In health and fitness, a lot of people don't actually define their outcome, like what they're actually, what they're actually after. What are you after? Well, I want to get more healthy. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do to get more healthy. Well, I want to have more energy. Okay. That's okay. That's good. But pick something maybe a little more specific. Define your outcome. Is it amount of weight that you want to lose? How, like what's your health metric that you want to track? What is your energy level that you want to track? Like how are you going to make sure that you're moving toward it? Now, this isn't to say that I believe that everything that is useful is measurable because that's not necessarily the case. At the same time, we are human beings and we like to see progress. And because we like to see progress, we like to have something that we can look at and we can go, okay, I'm making progress toward this outcome. So it's important to define that outcome in the beginning and to have some sort of metric that you're tracking so that you can know that you're moving toward it. Like I said, that doesn't mean that that's the most important thing. Just as humans, it helps fulfill our feeling that we have, like, I have to be moving towards something. I have to be losing weight. I have to be doing that. Like, it doesn't, like, if your goal is to lose weight and you're not losing weight, but you're exercising and eating well, like, you're still being, you're still getting healthier. But at the same time, I understand, like, we need to fulfill that feeling that we're, we want to feel like we're making progress. So what's the outcome that you want to achieve? Okay, define the outcome. Once you've done that, make your list of criteria. What are your three to five criteria that you want your decisions, with, that you want your thing to fulfill? So if you're wanting to get in better shape and you want to trim, I don't know, a total of 10 inches off of your body between your shoulders and your hips and your thighs or something like that, like what are the three to five criteria that you're going to fulfill in order to do that? Um, one, I want to do weightlifting. Okay. Two, I want to do it with a coach. Okay. Three, I want to do it in a small group. Okay. There's three criteria right there. 
three criteria. If you want to lose 20 pounds, what are three criteria of a diet that you want to follow? One, uh, I want to make sure that I can eat mostly whole food. Maybe that's not what most people would choose. Let me try that again. Um, one, <laughs> I don't want to just have chicken and broccoli, okay? Two, I want to be able to have one cheat meal a week, okay? Three, I want to eat chicken and beef, but I don't want to eat fish. Okay, there's our three criteria. Sorry, that took me a little longer to think about for some reason. Anyway, come up with your criteria that you want your thing to fulfill. It, it's up to you. Like, it's up to you. Okay, next. Spend just one hour at most, researching choices. What are options for you to choose from? Spend an hour researching your options. Just an hour. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Because trust me when I tell you, after an hour's time, you have found enough quality options that you'll be able to move forward and you'll be able to find something that's gonna fulfill your criteria. So do not spend any more than an hour, maybe 30 minutes, researching options. Then choose three, like only three options. You don't need five. You don't need 10. If you learn anything from the difference between a maximizer and a satisficer, it is that having more options is not better. It's just not. Choose three options. Then pick one. Doesn't matter which one. If you have three options and they fulfill your criteria, it doesn't matter. If you can, like maybe you test them. Okay, so you test them. So if we go back to the training example and you found three facilities that fulfill your criteria, maybe you go to each one and you, maybe you train at each one or maybe you just meet with somebody. Here you can do a free strategy session, wink, wink, and you can come in and talk and you can see the place. So maybe you go to each one of those facilities and that's what you do. Okay, so you've done that. Then choose one. Just choose one. Once you've chosen one, stick with that choice for at least, at least six months. Because when it comes to health and fitness, things will not start to work. Like you'll start to feel different in 12 weeks. You'll start to feel different you should start making progress depending on what your thing promises and how well you adhere to it. <laughs> like you'll start to lose weight. You'll start to get in better shape. All of those things will start to happen in a 12 weeks time, but you won't really know what in the world to expect until six months at least, if not 12 months. Like you won't really know what to expect until a longer period of time. That's just the way that it is. So Stick with that thing for at least six months. Then at that six-month mark, you can evaluate. You can look at it and you can go, okay, here was my outcome. Am I moving toward my outcome? Now, let me rewind. You should check to make sure you're moving toward your outcome before that six-month period of time just for the sake of keeping yourself happy. Don't do it every week. Maybe do it once a month, and that's totally fine. 
At any rate, at that six month period of time, you can check and see and go, yes, I'm moving toward it. Yes, I'm making progress. And if that's the case, and if you're happy with it, then why in the world not just stick with it? Just keep going. Maybe make a small tweak, maybe make a small change, maybe make a small deviation. If after that six months, you're not making any progress, you're unhappy and you don't like what you're doing, then do something different. Choose something different because you are the type of person who can get healthy and fit. You are the type of person who can eat better. You are the type of person who can exercise. You just have to choose to keep going and keep from time to time. You have to change. You have to do something different, not drastically different, but like things will change. Your goals will change. You're human. Like that's what's going to happen. And until you make a choice, stick with it over a period of time and then evaluate like you're never going to make a choice and you're never going to move to where you want to go. So that's what we need to do. We need to let go of this paralysis by analysis. We need to let go of this search for perfection and this search for, you know, faster, quicker, whatever. And we need to realize that this goal, this journey, this thing we call health and fitness is going to take time. And unless you buy in to the program, unless you buy in to the process, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Even if you just buy in 80%, it'll work for a short period of time, sort of, kind of. But you have to understand that, yes, you want progress. You should. You should want it. And until, unless you buy in, you're not going to get it, at least not as much as you could. So buy in. Do it. You're worth it. You can do it. No more paralysis by analysis. Number one, outcome. Number two, criteria. Number three, do some research, research, find some choices. Four, make a choice. Five, after about six months, evaluate. That's our steps. We want to become the kind of person who prioritizes their health and fitness. And if that's the case, we need to buy in. So buy in now by hitting subscribe. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.